Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday is May 3rd. Hope your week's going well. Uh, yesterday, we um, not so good on Wall Street. We continue to see red ink. Actually, it was a pretty red ink yesterday. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, we live in a world that there are so many things that we just can't control. You can control take control of your retirement portfolios, even your 401ks. But you need to know how much risk you have versus how much risk you should have in that portfolio. To do that, we create our core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. I'm Port 7 Highlands Light FM. We're at 8.40 here. That means about 20 before 9 if you're still analog. And why are you still analog? Oh, that's right. Those clocks work. Time check in on your money and find out whether Sam Hill is going on on Wall Street this morning. Philip Statler is on the line from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, I got an old friend of mine who watches the stock market far more carefully than he should. And yesterday when we met for a quick beer about 3 o'clock, he said, Oh, my God, the world is ending. The Dow was down over 600 points yesterday morning. I said, Roger, you're pushing 80. Why are you watching the equities that carefully? And kind of a poster child day for why you really ought to hedge your bets sometimes on risk, isn't it? Oh, man, I'm telling you, it was a a slide from the beginning of the day. And uh, it did obviously bounce back a little bit. I mean, not to the green, but it was down between six and 700 points early on in the day, but ended up closing it down 367. So uh, I, I call that a comeback. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, that, that's good news that we're only down 367 as bad as it was about 11 a.m. Uh, and you and I were both kind of off the mark on that because we both figured that you know the markets were going to be kind of in a holding pattern waiting until we get that Fed interest rate at uh, at 2 p.m. today. But kind of the combination, uh, you, you saw factory orders being a, being a disappointment from the standpoint of the Fed, but uh, the JOLTS report when they gave job openings and new hires uh, this is good news from the standpoint of what the Federal Reserve is talking about today. Job openings decreased last month, according to the JOLTS report, by to only 9.59 million, and we haven't seen them under 10 million in a long time. And hiring has slowed down to 6.15 million. Those numbers are the lowest since April of 2021. We've got a Federal Reserve that wants to slow down the employment market. By gosh, it looks like it might be working a little bit. Wouldn't you agree? It definitely sounds like uh, what they have done has uh, has started to work, especially in the private sector, right? I mean, yeah, government jobs, I mean, they're, they seem to be hiring like crazy. But but the private sector, I mean, the, you know, they, they got to make money to be able to pay people. And there seems to be a, a disconnect there of, of job openings. It really does. My, there's an even bigger disconnect because the morning data dump this morning uh, says uh, slowing down. What's slowing down? ADP, the big payroll service, put out their private sector hiring estimate for the last month. And they say during last month, the economy added 296,000 new private sector jobs. Now, 
Are we going to believe the Jolts report or are we going to believe ADP for the moment? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go with the Jolts report because ADP, we've seen some big misses in their, um, their data before when it comes to uh, Friday's <laughs> report with the government. But, but I will say that the expectation um, was, was more than half. I mean, it was like 133 and it came in at 296. Um, you know, that was way more than double the expectation of what the new, uh, new jobs were. Absolutely. And you do say that ADP is notoriously inaccurate on in its guesstimates, and that, that, that's true. But by and large, you can generally look at the direction that they're reporting month to month and uh, get an idea as to what things are looking at. And, uh, you know, the direction is a substantial increase. So it still kind of gives me pause to wonder, okay, fine, we're not hiring people. No, we are hiring people. We're not. No, we are. I mean, if I'm an investor and I'm watching the unemployment picture, I'm not too terribly sure what to think right now. Oh, well, I agree with you there. Um, it is hard to read some of these numbers as they, as they come out. But Friday should give us maybe a little bit clearer picture uh, when we get the actual U.S. Uh, uh, employment report from the government. Well, we had one last month, I think I remember, made both of our bull crud detectors go off real loud, so I'm not really faithful on that either. <laughs> Uh, the other number that came out this morning was the uh, mortgage rates. How, may, how are people doing in terms of uh, taking out new mortgages? The Mortgage Bankers Association said they declined by 1.2% last week, which in the face of a decrease in mortgage rates is a little bit of a surprise, but it's not really a major move that's going to affect anybody's economic decisions, I assume. No, I, I don't think so. I, I saw the um, one of the headlines was that the, the demand for the um, jumbo loans has really um, kind of hit because uh, they uh, because of the whole banking issue that we're seeing right now, jumbo loan rates have had to go up more than just the non-jumbo rates. So that seems to be a little bit of a sticking point right now. Jumbo loans. What, what's the cut point on that? Five hundred thousand and up, something actually, like that. Actually, has gone up now to seven hundred twenty-six thousand. You know, if if you could afford the mortgage payment on a seven hundred twenty-six thousand dollar home, I'm not feeling too sorry for you and your bank at the moment. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I'm sounding like a socialist here, but I guess I am in some cases. Uh, earnings season continues. Hey, hey, the, uh, hey! Earnings... I want to inter- I want to interrupt you just a second. Oh, okay, here, yeah. Guy. You, you you threw me a bone when you said socialist, right? So I'm, okay. I'm looking through one of my tip sheets that I don't, one of my things I don't read very often, but I was looking at it this morning and this hit me. Bernie Sanders calls for confiscation of wealth above $999 million. You know, they have been talking about a wealth tax for a long time. And every time I do, I look at the person that's making the proposal more often than not. I see somebody that probably off the camera's viewpoint has a joint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, on a moral basis, yeah, I'm on my cheap moments, I'm jealous of Bill Gates, too. Who in the heck isn't? But at the same time, he earned money, he paid taxes on it when he earned it, and now he invested and it's grown. And if he sells any of those investments, that's, he, that's a capital gain he's got to pay right. taxes he on. Pay tax on. Yeah, so, and all of a sudden asking our wealthy fat cats in the world, I'm sorry, you got me on a rant here. Uh, you ask our wealthy fat cats in the world to divest themselves of their assets because they're worth too much money. What's that going to do to the stock market? 
Oh yeah, yeah. What's it going to do to people's rationales, right? Why yeah. do it, right? Why yeah. Can do you it say? If, um, can you say flush the toilet on the Dow? Yeah. I mean, that, exactly. okay. There goes my rant for the morning. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now I don't sound like a socialist, do I? <laughs> <laughs> I gather that Ford managed to beat the street, but market wasn't impressed when they said things look kind of greasy for the rest of the year. Huh? Well, they did. They they actually they came in substantially better than expected. I mean, they they came in over twenty cents better in earnings at sixty three cents a share, and they beat by three almost three billion dollars more in revenue than expected. <clears throat> but the the rub came with. Um, the, the issue that the guidance, right? Guidance is a big deal, the, especially this quarter, especially given interest rates going so high. Um, it continues to be a, a bigger issue. And, and so that was the deal that they came out and they expect that their earnings in 2023 are going to be between nine and 11 billion. And that I, I take it is, is substantially less than expected. Um, so, that's a, a big deal, and that's putting a lot of pressure on Ford today. They're down 1.9%, which is 22 cents, but they're, they're trading at right now $11.58. And, and let's remember, Dave, they've been, well, their 52-week high is $15.88. They've been as high as 20 in the last two years. So, yeah, that's a big decline. But at the your earnings season, this is a tough room to play. You beat the street on everything and say the rest of this year could be a little bit tight. You've already surprised them to the positive side once, and everybody believes you. Well, yeah, that's right. And so it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. Yep. Other indications. So we got a couple other ones that aren't on my normal. Uh, they're, they're big names. They're just not on my normal tip sheets. I had to go digging for them. Yum Brands reported, um, and, and they fell short of Wall Street estimates for this last quarter, even though their same-store sales increased by 8% uh, for the quarter um, for KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut. They all outperformed expectations, uh, but they're getting beat up this morning, <clears throat> down 2.8% uh, for Yum Brands. So they're, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out exactly what it was. Because they were they they well they missed their estimates they missed their earnings estimates overall um, even though they've picked up recovery in China and their same store sales increased but the bottom line did not uh, did not go the way the analysts expected it to evidently <laughs> you can't win in this world have you got any good news you know I was trying to find some and and CVS well hey good news is two different things right the companies have some mm. good news but their stock's not really reflecting it uh, same thing with CVS they beat on earnings and revenue as well for this last quarter um, they beat by like 19 cents a share I'm sorry came at 11 cents a share came at two dollars and 20 cents a share and that was better than expected but again they lowered their profit outlook for this coming year. And so that seems to be a, a, a trend here, Dave, that they're, they're lowering their expectations. And so that's, uh, analysts aren't liking that. <laughs> like I said, it's a tough room to play this year, isn't it? It is. A big number, a big name. We got several other big names that came out. Starbucks reported. Mm -hmm. um, and they, another one, they beat on earnings um, stronger than expected same store sales. 
they, they even, uh, Starbucks even reaffirmed their outlook. And I guess that wasn't what the analysts want to see because they're trading down four and a quarter this morning uh, to 109.60 a share. So um, it's, a, it's a tough, uh, tough go right now. Well, two other ones I have for you. Match group, okay. the, the dating, the dating. Uh, here, here's one that's going in the right direction, Dave. Match group, people trying to find dates, I guess. Um, so uh, they reported this last quarter and they topped uh, expectations across the board as well. I'm sorry, they did not. They beat on earnings, but they missed on revenue. But get this, they're going up this morning, 4%. Everybody's getting cheap dates. I guess so. And the last one I'm going to do for you is Generac. Um, they came in and they uh, they reported 63 cents a share versus 48 expected. And so they are getting a nice bump this morning as well, up 6%. And I'm assuming, at least in this part of the country, they're going into hot season right now at Generac. Resetting the table, it was uh, relative to what we expected, a bloodbath yesterday. All the major indexes were down by over a percent. Standard & Poor's was down by 1.16%, and the Russell lost a full 2% yesterday. Can't get any worse, can it? How are we doing 45 minutes early this morning? You know, I got a, a touch of green on the indexes anyway. Uh, we got the Dow up uh, a tenth of a percent, nothing huge. The S&P 500 up between a tenth and, and two tenths of a percent. NASDAQ 100 is getting close to being up two tenths of a percent. So nothing ecstatic, right? But we're heading in the green direction anyway. <clears throat> On the other side, though, Dave, I see nothing but red ink. Silver down another six tenths of a percent. Gold is uh, down a little over a tenth of a percent, still over 2000 at 2020. And then crude oil is taking a huge bath, down 3% this morning to $69.52 a barrel. That's one of those holy crud numbers because I don't really know why it did, but I'll take it when it goes down anyway. Uh, the Asian markets followed our present. The European markets follow our future. Some of them really were down on the Asian rim. Hong Kong was down by over a percent of the close at 6 a.m. this morning. For some reason, mainland Chinese markets were up, but the rest of them were all in red ink. Europe is looking at us and saying, eh, okay, it's settling down. They're all up very fractionally halfway through their trading day over in the European community. Uh, like my friend, like I was telling my friend, if you're retired already or you're getting real close, you ought not to have to worry about the equities day by day. How do I get a hold of you to insulate me from all of that risk, Philip? You know, you're right, Dave, because there's so many things in this world that you and I, we just can't control them. But people can control the amount of risk they have in their portfolio. They just need to know how much risk they have versus how much risk they should have. Give us a call, 863 382-0037 for our core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And we'll be back here tomorrow morning to talk about what the Federal Reserve does to us this afternoon at 2 and everything else that might affect your money, like, oh, maybe including Apple, right? That's right. That one I think comes out tomorrow. <laughs> That's it. Tomorrow morning, same time here on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. All right, man. Have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Halfway through the week, uh, we'll see what happens today. Join us again tomorrow to 
figure it all out. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.